0: Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Points Podcast here, week five of the 2021 NFL season. My name is Joe Dolan. His name is Edwin Porras, doctor of physical therapy, and our injury expert and analyst at fantasypoints.com. You can follow him on Twitter at FBInjuryDoc, and we're going to run through the injuries from week number five of the 2021, or excuse me, from week four of the 2021 NFL season as we preview week five. Who's out for a while? Who's not going to be out for a while? Who could come back from an injury soon? We're going to break it all down. Uh, Edwin, it's great to be with you here on a, what is it, absolutely god-awful Tuesday morning here in South Carolina. It, Hurricane Katrina is outside. It is awful. I mean, my dogs are tracking mud through the house. This is the kind of thing you just don't want when you wake up in the morning, quite frankly.
1: Well, are you safe, Joe? Thanks for Thanks for having me, by the way. Are you safe out there?
0: Oh, yeah. It's just raining really hard
1: yeah we're uh, we're up here uh on the west coast not having such a bad weather day it's about the same as every other day that's why you, you all got to move out here um but it, it's it's a little early it's a little early but you know much like the jaguars organization we appreciate the grind so we're here oh
0: god how long were you workshopping that one? For? Oh man
1: i workshop these puns all week until i'm ready to record with you i gotta tell you
0: oh that was awful holy <laughs> crap <laughs> Oh, shout out to herbs. Uh, All right, Edwin, let's get into it with uh, what what I think is the biggest injury, at least from a fantasy football perspective. That's the David Montgomery knee sprain. Um, Saw a report today. Um, It is not season ending. Could keep him out, out about a month. What did you see from David Montgomery?
1: Yeah, so that was a really tough angle to see. And that's why I can't stand these angles, Joe, because we have to wait the 24 to 36 hour mark before they'll release some videos now on uh, Game Pass. Sometimes they don't even end up releasing the coach's film. So these are really tough angles. The David Montgomery one did look a little scary in the beginning. You saw his body twist and jerk in the opposite direction that his knee was going. At the time, I speculated that it was hopefully just an MCL, but he was at risk for an ACL. Luckily, we know that he avoided that. And now the reports are that he's going to be out four to five weeks. What probably happened was some combination of a bone bruise MCL issue, but he did dodge a major bullet. Um, And now we're going to be without him for four to five weeks. Uh, And we also know that, and I actually forgot to mention this, Damian Williams did suffer a bit of an injury himself. He he just sounds like he got frogged, you know, when you're playing basketball or something and you just get sort of hit right in the thigh. Uh, that's, that's what it sounds like happened to Damian Williams. He should be available for week five, but I mean, I don't know how much juice do you think Damian Williams has?
0: Uh, I think he's got a lot of juice. Uh, by the way, I wanted to make sure we, we gave proper credit here. That's Dan Graziano from ESPN who said, uh, four to five weeks, um, and David Montgomery himself tweeted you are an awesome god. So I think David Montgomery might have been going in anticipating worse news than he got. So yes, yes. Uh, this is now two two years in a row. It looked real bad Edwin for David Montgomery with an injury, and it's not so bad for for him. But uh I think uh, obviously I'll be talking about that with Tom Brawley on the waiver wire section of our podcast, which comes up right after this by the way. Uh we split it up every week, but uh we're going to um we'll be talking Damian Williams, but David Montgomery, basically if you have the IR spot, I mean you kind of have to hold, don't you? I mean, this is somebody who should be back in a month or so.
1: Yeah, yeah. This isn't something that should necessarily devolve. Um, They're just going to give that those tissues some time to heal and breathe. This is really just a matter of time at this point and active rehab to get uh, to get the the body right again. I don't necessarily anticipate that this was a partial ACL sprain, although those are possible Um, Those are definitely possible, but it doesn't sound like that's the case with him. And that'd be the only thing that would concern me just a tad. But he should be ready to roll by the time the four or five weeks comes back.
0: Yeah. What's the term you used for uh, for Damian Williams? He got frogged. Uh, Frogged. Oh, you've never heard that term? Not, not real. I've, I've heard of Goose. I don't know. If we don't, I don't think we talk about that too much on this podcast, but uh, I think
1: it might be a, a I, I grew up in the Midwest. Don't tell anybody, unfortunately. And so that's, that's, that's what the term, like we were playing basketball, like, oh yeah, I got frogged in the leg. I don't even know where the term originates from, but
0: yeah. So, but that would basically a thigh bruise.
1: Yeah. Essentially.
0: Okay. So painful in the moment, but not something that's going to limit him too much on this coming right, Sunday. Right. Okay. All right. Well, there's David Montgomery's update. Let's get to, unfortunately, I think we had one season-ending injury this weekend, at least from a from a fantasy relevant player, and that will be for DJ Chark. Um, DJ Chark uh, fractured his ankle. Edwin, forgive me if I if I'm stepping on your toes here, but my guess when I saw this is this is what you feared for Jerry Judy when Jerry Judy got hurt.
1: Yeah, 100%. That's exactly what it looked like. This That's what you feared when you saw it with Jerry Judy. And that, that's the perfect example. It's the perfect analogy. It was probably, there was probably some deltoid ligament damage uh, in addition to the fracture. It's very uncommon for you not to have deltoid ligament damage, which is on the inside of the ankle when you have that type of mechanism. Uh, this is essentially the Michael Thomas situation too, Is what it, at least what it looked like to me. Uh, the Michael Thomas situation, and he but they obviously were, you know, immediately ruled, ruled DJ Chark out. So that's what you're looking at with him. These injuries actually do okay following the surgery. So, you know, who knows where Chark lands next year? Who knows where the Jacksonville Jaguars land, you know, next year, quite frankly, at this point, who knows where
0: they land in a week.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, I think a lot of people might drop. I mean, maybe some people might drop him in dynasty, but I actually think he could be quite a, quite a bit of a stash for dino players.
0: Okay, uh, let's go to Logan Thomas. There's there, there's a couple of injuries from the from the team. Um, first and foremost, let's let's just throw it out there. I don't know if you saw anything, but no uh, no setbacks apparently for Curtis Samuel in his return to action. Which I know you're going to be holding your breath for quite a while on him.
1: Yeah, so it was it's good news that he came back um, and and you know ran the routes. He was active. And did a good job. The, the thing that we talked about, I think we talked about about it last week, is that Curtis Samuel had two different recurrences uh, be, between last week and June with this groin issue. And what you worry about is like a 2019 Deshaun Jackson, where he comes back and, you know, he, he rehabbed for however long and then still ended up needing surgery. That's what you fear for Curtis Samuel. Obviously, that's not what happened, which is great. So you see that he did play about 37% of the snaps, so they're still going to ramp him up. They're still going to do their best to sort of ta- uh, taper him and work him in nicely. He might see a little bit more than 50% next week, um, and you know, it's going to be a couple weeks for for Curtis Samuel, but is, if he can get through next week and they continue to ramp him up, then I'm, I'm comfortable putting him out there depending on the matchup.
0: Uh now let's get to guys who got hurt in uh in Sunday's game. Let's start with Logan Thomas, the tight end who I mean, this is a huge loss for the team because Logan Thomas heading into week 4 had played every single offensive snap for the team. I mean, this is a this is a big loss for them.
1: Yeah, so this is another situation similar to the AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Darius Slayton, uh uh Sterling Shepard where we don't really know the severity yet, but it could be a, you know one to two week loss if not if it's a grade two like a legitimate grade two with significant swelling um, this could end up stretching out another two to four weeks we don't really know yet and the IR moves are really going to help us understand obviously uh, to what extent this damage is yeah. now I, I want to talk about that data again that we talked about Christian McCaffrey so I looked at skill players from 2016 to 2019 and what we found with that data was that about 33% of players miss no time. 33% of players miss one game. 15% of players miss at least two games. So that the mode of that is th- that data set is one. So more frequently than not, players will miss one game. Um, but again, we don't know the severity to this. I would plan for this to be a one to two week absence for Logan Thomas. Yeah.
0: And they put Marquez Valdez-Scantling, by the way, the Packers, on IR with a hamstring injury, which would indicate... grade two grade Mm -hmm. three Mm -hmm. or is grade three like super serious and grade two is just serious
1: yeah grade three would be like what you what you saw uh austin eckler uh last year we don't actually know yeah yeah Yeah, we don't actually know if it was a grade two or three with with mvs um it could be a grade three and we're just presuming that it's not but you know most of the reports don't you know i haven't seen any reports saying that it was that serious for him uh they might have just said all right let's shut him down for for two to four weeks and i should mention too joe we didn't talk about uh chase claypool who last week was downgraded? You know, he went full practice, limited practice, and then yeah. finally didn't practice at all on Friday with a, a hamstring. Uh, that data obviously applies to most players, but you know, if you consider the fact that he wasn't, he was a DNP on Friday. Um, extrapolating that data, he would need another week at least if he was going to miss time at all. So, you know, Chase Claypool is not a slam dunk to be back next yeah. week either. If since we're on the topic of hamstrings, I know, sorry, I'm jumping around on you. Sorry. Oh, no, but that let, 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 let me just throw that out there a guy
0: catching a downgrade especially when he was not listed on the injury report midweek is always scary because especially on a thursday edwin because you never know if they're just oh it was just a slight tweak of something and he'll be full tomorrow or in the case of chase claypool limited meant he was full and then he didn't practice the rest of the practice and then and then on friday he didn't go um yeah there was no way to expect him to go going forward. So now let's go to um, the, the back to the football team. Antonio Gibson took a shot to the ribs. I believe he came back in the game, but they were in hurry up at the end of the game, which is fantasy players are are love to complain about means it's JD McKissick (laughs) time. Um, You saw this hit. What did you see from the hit?
1: Yeah, man, he was super exposed on that hit uh, that he took. And essentially he just took a shot to the ribs. Um, I wasn't able to see what happened after the fact. The cameras didn't stick on him necessarily. But it mm-hmm. does look like it could be something that ends up. Here's the thing. I talk about this all the time on this podcast, which what we see and what we observe does not always correlate with the severity of the injury. I am seeing that hit and I'm saying, oof, that looks rough. But he did end up coming back. But then again, Rob Gronkowski, who ended up having like five, you know, four fractures and, and a a punctured lung ended up coming back too. So this could be something that he's going to be dealing with this week. And there's also a chance that he does not make it back for week five. We don't know yet. Again, the severity is going to be something that you're going to have to track. If you get the, you know, the coy, we hope he's back. We hope he's back. But then he doesn't practice and he doesn't practice. It's highly unlikely that he's going to play in week five. Correct. So that's something that so, you're going to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, just keep an eye on it. That's all. Um, okay, uh, let's go to Jimmy Garoppolo, who has a calf injury. Now, apparently, the the, the first thought was, well, he basically said at the end in, in his post-game press conference, you know, it's not great. Uh, you know, could miss a game or two and. Now, apparently, the the 49ers are saying, well, he might play this weekend. I wonder if that's gamesmanship or not, because Kyle Shanahan came out and said, you know, the game plan wasn't for Trey Lance. It was for Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe they're just trying to, you know, uh, throw their their opponent off. But what did you see from Jimmy Garoppolo with the calf injury?
1: Yeah, so with the calf injury specifically, um, he it sounds like he just got stomped on, really. You know, there wasn't any type of strain or anything like that. Um, it's confirmed that that's essentially what it was, is a calf bruise. These are um, tenuous, right? He basically got cleated. So he might actually have like a laceration, something like they might've broken skin in addition to the bruise that's going on. I mean, and they're super painful. Um, there's not a ton you can really do for them. And Jimmy Garoppolo has shown in the past that if he's playing through injury, I mean, every, all, every NFL player is tough, right? To some extent. Um, and some of them can perform and some of them can't. If Jimmy Garoppolo is active playing through this bruise, this sort of contusion to the calf, like, I'm not necessarily sure what I would expect from him in the first place, and I'm not sure what the 49ers would expect from him in the first place. So I, I do sort of agree with you uh, to, the, to the point of why don't they just throw Trey Lance out there for a week or two? Um, by the way, a super odd comment that Kyle Shanahan made about Trey Lance, something along the lines of I don't want to misquote him. I'm, I'm sort of summarizing here. He said something along the lines of like, yeah, that, that's why he's the backup quarterback. That's why he's the second quarterback. I thought that was really sort of unnecessary and a weird jab at Trey Lance. Like the kid is just out there trying to do what he's told. And uh, Shannon Shanahan doesn't seem too pleased with him like this entire time. So I don't know what that's all about. I don't know if that's going to play into, you know, whether they decide to sit Jimmy Garoppolo or not, but that's sort of my thoughts.
0: Uh, Okay. Now let's get to Joe Mixon uh, who suffered an, an ankle injury. The good news, Edwin, this ankle injury was suffered on Thursday. So he's already ahead of the game. Uh, when it comes to recovery but what did you see on the film with joe mixon's injury
1: yeah it did look like a high ankle mechanism sort of an e-version type of mechanism the, initially the the reports and i'm so bad at this i should have pulled up who the report was from initially this is back from friday um that it was a uh, a low grade high, and...
0: uh, now i had saw Schefter had it i didn't know if he was the first one to have it but he <laughs> said not, low yeah. grade ankles right
1: I'm not sure who it was either, Um, but they did say low grade. You know, Schefter did say low grade ankle sprain. That's not to be confused with the low ankle sprain that that you would call. This still looked like a high ankle sprain mechanism, which is very, very oddly and eerily similar to the type of situation that we saw with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook actually ended up coming back into the game. Um, Mixon did not. He was still hobbled, but it also didn't seem like it was too serious, Um, just serious enough to keep him out the rest of the game. Like you said, he is ahead of schedule. He's got about 10 days to recover. Uh, we know that the average amount of missed time for these is about two weeks. Um, the mode is three weeks. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be severe enough to cause that much missed time. But unless Mixon gets in a decent amount of practice, um, I'm not going to be very uh, confident in what he can put out. But I mean, he's 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 a guy you can't really bench. Like even if he's limited out there, similar to Dalvin Cook, like you, you weren't going to bench Dalvin Cook in week four. You just had to roll with the punches. Um, just understand that for you know cash players and DFS and stuff like that, um, these types of situations are not ideal. I would not use those players.
0: Uh, so interesting enough that Will Fuller left with a broken finger this week, and the Dolphins today just traded Jakeem Grant, their other speedster wide receiver, to the Bears. Uh, the Bears apparently are acquiring Grant. Uh, because they don't want to put Khalil Herbert on kick returns anymore because uh, they're going to ha- obviously be without Montgomery for a number of weeks. Uh, but Will Fuller is apparently expected to miss some time with a finger injury. I, I I have to imagine, Edwin, it is near impossible to see a finger injury on film. So you just have like history to go off here when it comes to Will Fuller.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you have these over 9,000 exposures in NCAA athletes that essentially discuss uh, the type of, you know, they they're called sub-ungle. Joe, have you have you ever heard of a sub-ungle injury? Um,
0: uh, uh the, yeah, I had mean, a few of uh, those yourself, yeah. The, like that's, I mean, it's below the ung. <laughs> that's what that
1: their their finger and nail and th- and and hand injuries. The average missed time is actually Ow. only about four days. Okay. The standard deviation is about thirteen days. So essentially, what you're looking at here. is a a missed time period, more than likely, of roughly a week, maybe two weeks. It's really not that big of a deal, even putting pins in it. You can think of, like, 2020 Chris Godwin, who had pins in his hand, and then I don't even think he ended up missing any time. So this is not a a big deal, which would, you know, indicate why they were comfortable trading away Jakeem Grant. So I don't think this is going to be a huge deal for Will Fuller. I think we could see him back relatively soon. Teddy Bridgewater's in the concussion
0: protocol, and obviously you have no way to predict how far along he is, or or how bad the the injury is, but all you can rely on is is the literature and the history. Yeah,
1: exactly, and and we know that you know it's about zero point eight six missed games. Teddy Teddy Bridgewater's case is a little more complicated. He did have the neck injury last year. We know the neck and the head are extremely related um very very closely connected so maybe that could impact him a little bit but yeah i I wouldn't necessarily hold your breath for for bridgewater yet but there's a chance that he goes
0: uh and one more thing to touch on before we before we leave here edwin well first and foremost we got to talk about monkey knife fight monkey knife fight the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site on the planet is a daily fantasy sports operator offering a unique style of player props one of the things we really love about mkf is that you simply don't have to spend all day analyzing salaries to create that one lineup that finally makes you a millionaire, like other sites. It's the third biggest operator in DFS, and it offers all the major sports, plus UFC, golf, eSports, soccer, and it constantly adds new sports to the mix to help keep things fresh for their more than 200,000 users. Case in point, college football's here in the fall of 2021, and we've even heard rumblings of bowling, tennis, and fishing. Well, that's how it works. You pick a sport, you select a game matchup, you pick your fantasy contest, more or less, rapid fire, stat shootout, And then you just choose your buy-in. New users can use code FANTASYPTS to claim an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. That's code FANTASYPTS. New users also receive a free $5 just for signing up. So, $105. Free. FANTASYPTS. Head to www.monkeyknifefight.com and download the app on the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also find out more information on the Fantasy Points homepage. And when week five uh, is now time when some of these guys can start to return from injuries, uh, I'm thinking Rashad Bateman, who had something very similar to Curtis Samuel. um, He's been practicing. Jerry Judy can return from his high ankle sprain. Michael Gallup can return from his calf injury. Do do you have any um, expertise, any information, any expectations on on what we're going to see with these uh, potential IR activations?
1: Yeah, so I think that Rashad Bateman was really close last week. Uh, and his, his timelines really add up more so for a week five activation. They'll, he'll probably play a similar amount of snaps that you saw Curtis Samuel play with. He is coming off the surgical case with the groin strain. And then you also uh, consider that uh, Michael Gallup has been out since week one with a calf strain specifically, as long as he hasn't had any setbacks, which we wouldn't have any idea because they're not, you know, they don't place them on the formal injury report while they're on the IR. Um, he could be activated. He's got that 21 day window that starts this week. Um, Based on the literature, I do expect him to be back. But obviously, that's going to depend on how he's doing clinically. And uh, finally, we have Jerry Judy, who I went on a rant, a tirade about last week. Um, You know, the reports are four to six weeks for Judy. We know that, uh, you know, Ian Rappaport said something along the lines of closer to six weeks. I do think that the latest Judy will be activated is about week seven. Um, just based on everything that we know about the data, everything we know about how these heal, everything we know about the situation itself uh, and how severity doesn't always add up with what we're observing. I do anticipate that Judy will be active uh, You know, at the latest week seven.
0: All right. He's Dr. Edwin Porras at FB Injury Doc on Twitter. If you want more from Edwin, Subscribe to fantasypoints.com. Use the code 21PORS10. You can still subscribe. You know, the prices are going down, you know, because we're in season, but you might be three and one. You might be two and two. You might be one and three. You want to you get back into things or you want to run away from the competition. I think you would be surprised uh, at how much content we have at fantasypoints.com. Edwin, thank you, my friend. Go keep thank being you. a lazy POS.
1: Yeah, man. I only got a couple more weeks left, though. Then I'm going to have to find some time to workshop my puns.
0: Oh damn. Oh, they might they no. might fall off
1: at that point. No.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's some, that's a game that you've got to be you got to be sharp. You got to keep you got to keep it your is. mind sharp. You get you'll you lose your endurance when it, with that when when you get out of the game. And thanks so much my friend and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Thanks Ben. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Welcome back to the Fantasy Points Podcast. Thanks, Ben, for that word from our sponsors. and. It's time to break down the waiver wire here with Tom Brawley. Uh, Tom, at Tom Brawley on Twitter, uh, he goes through the waiver wire every single Sunday as the games are happening. Then he goes back and he combs over it and he drags the lake to make sure he didn't miss anything down in the depths. Um, and I mean, we try to we try to go deep as possible here um, on the waiver wire article at fantasypoints.com. Make sure you subscribe using the code 21 brawley ten to check it out because we're only going to talk about a handful of people here and I mean I'm telling you there's over like 70 guys on this waiver wire report so (laughs) I mean there's a
2: lot of time on Sundays to put this all together but yeah yeah Uh, this you know pretty important week here we got a couple big injuries at running back Joe Uh, you know with David Montgomery you know Joe Mixon potentially missing here Uh, and I know people are hurting at tight end as well with Rob Gronkowski and Logan Thomas also going out so it feels like one of the more important waiver wire weeks that we've had here so far, you know, it's been relatively quiet in terms of, you know, prominent injuries, but yeah, it feels like this is starting to starting to pile up here as it, you know, typically does once we get, you know, more than a month into the season here. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's start with the guy who's probably going to be
0: the most uh, added or the most sought after on the waiver. wire, And that's because as we talked about with Edwin, um, uh, David is gonna miss about a month for the for the uh for the Bears. And Edwin said he's not too concerned about Damian Williams' thigh injury. He believes he got and this is Edwin's term. I don't know if you've heard this before, Tom. Okay. But Edwin says Damian Williams got frogged. Frogged. Apparently that's you, that's uh, give a, me Midwest a little more uh, information on a frog. You you, 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 you hit horse? your thigh and it was super painful. Yeah, like a Charlie horse. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I call a Charlie horse. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, which I also don't understand. But, yeah, he got frogged. But uh, but basically okay. a thigh bruise. He's not too worried about it. I would anticipate Damian Williams, you know, for, for people who, who especially, you know, are, are, are in the dregs with the running back position, are going to be going after him this week.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's been, you know, kind of active here. He even scored a touchdown in that game before uh, Montgomery got hurt. But, uh, you know, they brought him in, you know, this, uh, this offseason you know everybody kind of remembers him as the uh the Super Bowl the you know the hero of the Super Bowl could have won the MVP there if they didn't give it to Patrick Mahomes against the 49ers then he sit, sat out last year but uh you know he's always been a very intriguing talent and uh you know he's capable in the passing game and, and he showed with the Chiefs uh you know for that little stint there that you know he can handle uh you know 15 carries in a game so uh, you know, no Tariq Cohen in this backfield still, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll see him, you know, he's eligible to come off in week seven. Uh, haven't heard much about him, but you know, this is all going to be his backfield. Uh, they, you know, they have Khalil Herbert as a, uh, you know, a, a secondary option. They drafted him this year, but uh, this is all going to be Damian Williams backfield. He has a, he has a chance to, you know, may, maybe creep into that RB one, you know, low end RB one territory, uh, you know, he could, he could see 75% of the snaps here. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much they, you know, trust a, a rookie running back like Herbert. He had to come in and had to basically finish out the last series of the game after he got that, after he got frog there uh, at the, you know, toward the end of that game. So, uh, but this is going to be all Williams's backfield. So this is going to be, you know, one of the more prominent uh, waiver wire pickups we've had here to start the season.
0: Uh, Edwin thinks there's a chance Joe Mixon plays this weekend, maybe he misses a game or two. And in which case Samaj P. Ryan would be on the waiver wire, but keep in mind, they'll use Chris Evans out of the backfield as well. This is a, to me, Tom, this is a couple of dollar guy. If you really need a running back just for a week, and maybe you don't have the the fab budget to shell out for Damian Williams.
2: Yeah. You know, if I was a Mixon owner, maybe I would go a little bit more than that. You know, just, you know, yeah. I, I, I mean, At least it's sticking in the back of my head that, you know, Mixon's injury was pretty, you know, it wasn't much last year. And then he misses the final 10 games of the season and doesn't play. So, uh, you know, it was a, you know, based on what Edwin saw from the video there, it was like a high ankle variety, but it was a a low grade, uh, you know, sprain. Low grade,
0: high ankle. Yeah, so, yeah,
2: but that's, you know, you never want to hear the high ankle part of that. Would you rather
0: have a high-grade low ankle or a low-grade high ankle? I really wish I could have asked Edwin that. Now, I I just thought of that, but I'm wondering. (laughs) That's
2: a good question. I probably would probably go low-grade high ankle. I'm going to text him right now, by the (laughs) way. (laughs) We'll we'll see if he he has a response for that. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. You know, I could see them potentially, uh, you know, playing it safe with Mixon this week. Uh, It is a game against the Packers, Uh, you know. I think P run, you know, I think they're pretty confident in P run, uh, and I think he's he's probably going to be, you know, handling most of the, the the work in this backfield. They could get uh, Chris Evans involved in the in the backfield here as well. He's a uh, receiving back out of Michigan who you know has gotten a little bit of run in the passing game, uh, you know. So maybe P run doesn't get all the reps uh, as a receiver, but uh, I think he's going to probably you know eat up like eighty percent of uh, you know what Mixon has been doing in terms of workload here the last couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, certainly a guy, if you have mixing, go out and get him here, you know, back up your asset, maybe you know, just in case this, you know, low grade injury turns into something a little bit more, you know, a couple of week injuries. So, uh, you know, definitely if you're a mixing owner, you, you want to back up your, your asset here
0: uh two two other guys to throw out there tom um and we again we cannot cover everyone on on uh the podcast make sure you check out the article at fantasypoints.com jd mckissick um antonio gibson uh has a rib injury edwin isn't really sure um he said it looked bad to him but it, it might not be he just looked like he got popped um and then of course if you're really desperate Malcolm Brown from the Dolphins. I don't want anything to do with this backfield. But Tom, you might not have a choice. You might be in a 14-team skank league. You need somebody who's gonna play. The Dolphins uh benched my Miles Gaskin this past week. He had just a 23% snap share.
2: Yeah. Uh back to the Washington situation real quick. Yeah, that was like with nine minutes left in the game. He never really came back in, but they were kind of in the hurry up anyway. They were playing from behind. So, you know, we didn't we didn't get a whole lot of clarity there. We you know, he might be a guy that's on the injury report here early in the week and is still able to go, but you have to worry at least a little bit with Gibson. You know, we've had the shin last week on the injury report, he had the shoulder the week before. So, uh, you know, he's picking up all these, you know, minor injuries and it's kind of adding up here. So, uh, you know, if you're in a deeper league, I actually think Jarrett Patterson uh, out of Buffalo, who was, you know, kind of a preseason, pre-season sensation, uh, I think he would kind of pick up the early down running work and you know, I think McKissick's role would obviously, you know, he would he would play a little bit more than, you know, he, he typically does next to uh Gibson here. But uh, you know, the Dolphins backfield. Whew, you know, I, I this this is you know, Gaskin's been pretty mediocre, you know, to begin anyway, and then they basically took away all the snaps. He played on twenty-three percent of the snaps, uh, gave the the workload over to Malcolm Brown, which was I, I, at least I thought it was pretty interesting because it was a game in which they were trailing for a whole lot of it. And you would think Gaskin would be better suited for those situations, but uh, they were playing Malcolm Brown quite a bit here. So just something I, you know, I, I don't, you know, honestly, I don't think you can play any of these dolphins. You know, if you're in a 12 team league right now, uh, maybe if uh, you're playing 14 or a 16 team league, maybe you can play them. But you know, this is kind of a wait and see backfield. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see if it's still like a, uh, pretty heavily, uh, you know, split towards Malcolm Brown again, this week. Uh, certainly somebody you can, you know, he's not a, he's not a prolific runner or anything like that. He's going to have to score whenever they get down inside the five yard line. He's been good as a goal line back, you know, throughout his career with the Rams, but, uh, just, just, a you know, a stash guy for now to see if this develops into something a little bit more
0: um uh by the way we got an answer from edwin he says i would rather have a high grade low ankle sprain because (laughs) the tissues in a high ankle sprain get shitty blood supply that's why they linger so long so there's his answer it was not a definitive answer he said probably the former so
2: (laughs) yeah i either either scenario are not uh ideal but yeah the high ankle. Anytime you hear high ankle that that always uh raises my antenna and then i remember and he might have brought this up in the at the top of your pod uh, at the top of this podcast that you know he kind of thinks this situation is a little bit like Dalvin Cook's situation, yeah, where he had to miss a game, uh, didn't look, you know, very effective here. You know, I, a lot of it was on the Vikings' offensive line this last week, but uh, he didn't look very effective here in his you know second week out from the injury. So, just something to keep in mind with that situation.
0: Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes who have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 5 and has already awarded over $4 million. Our staff at Fantasy Points will be posting their favorite five fantasy picks each week on the site. New users can use promo code FANTASYPOINTS when you sign up and will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. 100 on 100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting... ThriveFantasy.com, and tune into the extra points live stream every Sunday morning to find out some of our favorite thrive fantasy props for the day. Sign up and prop up today. Tom, uh, I think uh, the next guy to talk about before we get into the tight end position, which is quickly becoming streamer central uh, yep. is Trey Lance uh, of the 49ers who uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, I guess they're saying he could play this week. I wonder how much gamesmanship is involved there, yeah. but uh, Trey Lance is, instantly would become a, a fantasy relevant option. And somebody, quite frankly, Tom, I would prefer over um, uh, uh, over uh, Justin Fields easily.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. I, yeah, And you're right, you know, this, this might be some gamesmanship because I don't know if you heard Garoppolo after the game. I mean, he sounded like somebody that, you know, his career was over uh, because of this injury. So uh, they do have a bye in week six. So this is kind of... Uh, more of like a, a one-week streamer. You, you you think that, uh, you know, Garoppolo, you know, would be back for week seven whenever they get out of their bye. But, uh, you know, this is an important game against Arizona. So, you know, it, it probably, you know, at least make Cliff uh, Kingsbury, you know, prepare for both quarterbacks. But I, I certainly think uh, it's probably going to be Lance here. And, you know, he showed, uh, you know, some of his fantasy potential. Uh, basically, he scored 20 fantasy points. In 30 minutes of play, I mean that you know, you know, give us 60 minutes, and we're seeing we're seeing that you know ceiling potential from him. Uh, you know why we were so you know we, why we wanted to draft this guy because he has that top five potential at the position. Uh, he ran seven times for 40 yards. Uh, the passing, you know, it was a little shaky, uh, but you know he completed nine of 18 for 157 yards. And I think you have to remember that you know this wasn't an offense that they. You know we're building around Lance for that game. You know against the Seahawks that was a a Jimmy Garoppolo game plan. Uh, Now we get a full week of uh, you know Kyle Shanahan. You know pulling out the notebook, pulling out the you know all the RPOs and all the design runs, and uh, you know it's going to be a a lot more uh, catered towards Trey Lance this week. So uh, I think better things could be coming here. Uh, Of course, got to be a little bit worried. You know we we've seen how all the rookie quarterbacks have. Uh, really struggled through the early part of the season, so we can't get, you know, blown out expectations that, you know, he's going to be, you know, a top five, you know, fantasy quarterback this week. But uh, he certainly – he has the most potential here uh, out of these rookie quarterbacks to really make an impact for fantasy, especially since we've seen Justin Fields. You know, they they just don't want – they don't want to run Justin Fields for some reason. Uh, I think he just had three carries last week. So uh, Lance, they are going to run him, and, you know, he has that high upside because of it.
0: Uh, the tight end position Tom I mean there's just a million guys and uh, like good luck picking the right one every week I think Dawson Knox has kind of separated himself here but uh, but I mean I, I seriously mean it good luck picking the guy you know you pick him up he catches two passes for 20 yards and doesn't score meanwhile somebody like Dan Arnold scores a touchdown I I mean good luck but there are plenty of names where you can at least take a shot on somebody here.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we, we got some injuries at the position, so people are kind of desperate here. Uh, I, You know, I think Knox has shown some staying power here with, you know, just how they've used him here. It seems like he has kind of turned a corner, at least. Uh, they're, You know, they're playing with the tight end on the field, and uh, Gabriel Davis, Davis has been the guy that's kind of lost some of his role in this offense, and, you know, he's, he keeps coming through. Uh, you know, big performance. You know, I think his fantasy production has, you know, basically risen every week of the season. Uh scores the two touchdowns last week, uh, you know, opens the open the scoring with a, a touchdown down the seam. And uh, you know, he's starting to live you know, he's a guy they drafted in the third round and he's he's starting to live up to the hype here. You know, he's shown flashes uh you know during his first two seasons, but now we're we're seeing the full uh you know the full potential here And, uh the other guy is Dalton Schultz. I mean at some point, this is a real thing. And, uh, you know, he's kind of split the routes and the in the snaps with Blake Jarwin through the first three weeks. But uh, that kind of tilted in Schultz's favor this week. Uh, I think it was a 19-9 to 9 route split in terms of, uh, you know, in, in favor of Schultz. And it was pretty down the middle the, the previous three weeks. So uh, Schultz is kind of separated here. You know, you got – you know, it is a still – you know – I'm not expecting C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper to continue to put up these, you know, these these performances that, you know, are killing us for uh, fantasy, quite frankly. Uh, And, you know, I do think Schultz is going to regress here a bit, but I think it's pretty clear that he has a pretty good connection with Dak Prescott going right now. So at the very least, you got to ride the hot hand, you know, play him in a lineup. If you if you've been playing Gronk or Logan Thomas the, the first four weeks of the season. Uh, Schultz is certainly worth a a stab here for at least the next couple of weeks to see if he can keep it going. All right, Tom, that'll
0: uh, wrap it up here on the uh, Fantasy Points Waiver Wire and Injury Podcast. It's been great to talk to you, talk to Edwin as we do every uh, Tuesday morning. Follow me on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. Follow Tom on Twitter at Tom Brawley. And if you want more Waiver Wire, you want access to us, uh, Tom, you're in the Discord chat on Tuesdays answering Waiver Wire questions. Um, that's for premium subscribers at FantasyPoints.com. You can use the code 21 brawly 10 and you'll get full access to our Discord server where you get personalized information. And you get access to our live streams like our Projections live stream. That's every Tuesday night uh, on FantasyPoints.com for premium subscribers. Thanks, Tom. Thanks to the listeners. It's week five. We'll talk to you in week six.